everyone. Welcome to episode 46 of Do The Woo. I'm Jonathan Wold, and I'm joined today by the one and only Bob. How are you, Bob? Hey, Jonathan. Doing good. Um, curious, how's, how is it seeing a little uptick in the woo world with uh, everything under the circumstances, you know, that's going on? There's a lot happening. I mean, it's, it's across the board. Woo does all sorts of stores, so there's definitely merchants who've been um, sadly very negatively affected by this, as well as some who've been very positively affected. So... Definitely a lot of growing interest in general, though, and people doing more things online. And we're trying to do the best that we can at Woo to, to help with that. Yeah. Well, I'm anxious to get into this. And before we do, I'm just going to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, uh, WooCommerce.com, our community sponsor. Check them out. They have some, they always have cool stuff going on. In fact, something coming up here soon that Jonathan will touch on later. Uh, our new sponsor sponsor wp security odd log you'll be hearing more about them later in the show but they uh, provide a comprehensive activity log of changes that shop managers and customers do so uh, pretty interesting stuff you definitely want to check them out and then fooevents.com a powerful event and ticket functionality to add to your woocommerce site at fooevents.com so Jonathan, let's let's do it. Why don't you um, introduce the guest and we'll get the conversation going. I'm excited. We've got a, a fantastic guest today. When she joined, it said uh, powerful spokesperson on uh, Squadcast here. <laughs> so we, we have um, Candice Briglib of Need More Designs. Candice, welcome to the show. And how do you do the woo? Uh, hey, thanks. Um, <laughs> how do I do the woo? What, what does that mean? Um, <laughs> That's a good question. We... We design and build WooCommerce websites, um, mostly for coffee and lifestyle brands. Uh, we also work with some nonprofits and kind of an eclectic mix of, of people. I, I loved when I read the tagline on your site. We're your go-to studio for all your web packaging, branding, and campaigns. And then I was like, for coffee. Like, <laughs> oh, well, that's very, and of course, the lifestyle brands are, but that's very, that's delightfully specific. You've also yeah. been in the world of Woo for quite a while. You've spoken at several events in the past. Yeah. How, how did you get into this whole WooCommerce thing? Well, you know, with coffee, one of the most important things a coffee website can have besides personality is a subscription service. And so years ago, we were working with a coffee client and looking around for a system where we could create a, a really fantastic subscription because that's where the you know recurring revenue comes from. And also, you know, with coffee, I would say that um, once you're in specialty coffee, so th that's the coffee space that we traditionally work in, everybody has phenomenal coffee in specialty coffee. And so once you're there, people start to choose coffee roasters by aligning with a brand mm -hmm. a lot more often. And so when you're working on a, a website for someone like that, you really need flexibility to infuse the website with personality. So changing, you know, changing wording and transactional email, something really simple like that means a lot. And at the time that we were looking for those two Kind of pillars, WooCommerce was the one that we thought would help us do that the best. So we were pretty agnostic at the time. And then in terms of what backend we were going to use, and then we found WooCommerce and we've, you know, pretty much not looked back from that point. Awesome. 
as far as coffee, uh, you know, it's interesting because, I mean, you said the fact that, yeah, everybody has a great coffee and it has to be more the personality and the brand mm-hmm. behind it. So maybe take that a little bit further and what does that entail when you say personality and brand? I mean, what is some of the clever ways or some of the ways you've helped certain coffee retailers to stand out? Because, I mean, we're talking about, you know, WooCommerce, but also selling online. So I'd like to hear a little Mm -hmm. bit about that. Yeah, I mean, we look at it like creating another cafe for them. So we think about the website as another cafe. So if you walk into a, a cafe that's run by a roaster who roasts their own coffee, you know, as soon as you walk in, you start to get a sense of who they are and whether you feel like you belong there and whether you want to keep returning. And so we start to think about what is that experience and then how can we translate that online? And so, you know, some of it is, is graphical design, so visual design. Some of it is language. So really thinking about all of the places that, you know, you can change language and one of the things we really like with WooCommerce is that you can change it all the way down to emails that people are getting. And so, or you can, you know, change the checkout experience or you can integrate products with your blog posts, with your, you know, locations posting. And so we're really just trying to create an entire environment where the roasters personality and brand is highlighted. Um, And then of course, being able to talk about, coffee. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that we can make a product page look like a magazine spread mm. about that coffee. And so, you know, we're, we're really looking at the ability to do like a quick checkout. Like I know what coffee I love. I just want it. I want to get out. And then the ability to really tell a deeper story about, you know, where coffee comes from. And we do, we do a lot with, um, we did. I'm not sure if we're using it as much now, but we use ACF quite a bit to make uh-huh. uh, advanced custom fields yeah. to make um, kind of, you know, tags from one, like from coffee to producer to uh-huh. blog post. Um, and I think we're using, we're kind of always looking for ways to do that and to make it really easy for roasters to write about a coffee and then write about a producer and have that information stay. Have you been doing much with uh, with Gutenberg as a in the the sort of move towards blocks? Like, how have you been related to that? Yeah, yeah, and that's why I was saying I'm not sure how much we've been in the the newer projects. Um, we've been using Gutenberg, and so I haven't looked to see how much that's changed. Whether we're still using ACF for those or moving to Gutenberg, but um, little by little, we've been kind of upgrading our, our projects. And then when we're starting new projects, we're using Gutenberg. I love that you referenced the transactional emails. So I've had a bit more experience with that lately. And yeah, some systems give you this pretty sterile, like this is what it's going to look like. And mm-hmm. yeah, with Woo, you can go in as much as you wanted to and really do some crazy things. And when you're talking about brand and personality, those little details, those, those transactional interactions can actually make a pretty big difference in reinforcing the brand identity. That's really cool. Yeah. What challenges do you have with, I mean, how many beans can people look at? I mean, you know, I'm being very sarcastic here, but Mm -hmm. as far as the images, how they um, represent 
the coffees. I mean, you do have to have the packaging. Uh, I'm guessing you probably are involved with that or, you know, mm-hmm. at some point you um, at least use that to its benefit. But how do you visually sell coffee online? Yeah, I mean, like, it depends on what a consumer is looking for. So, you know, there are coffee roasters out there that are at the forefront of um, transparency and pricing, Mm. things like that. So when you've got someone that has just fantastic coffee, but they're also, you know, working towards changing the way coffee is sold. So you're going to focus more on that message in a site like that, or you have coffee roasters who have a really particular vibe and that's what people are excited about. And so you're going to push that on the website. And so coffee is one of those things where you can go in a lot of different ways, but what you're really trying to say is, you know, this brand aligns with this person, this, this value. Um, Sometimes I think of it as similar to clothing you know, I mean, it's it's something that you drink, but it's like that bag is going to be in your house. You know, it's going to sit on your counter and there's a pride about having certain certain bags. And for different consumers, it's a different thing that you're looking for. You know, so it kind of depends on the the brand. Sometimes we're focusing on, you know, photos of origin. Sometimes we're focusing on the coffee packaging. Um it really, it really depends. Like I definitely try to move away oftentimes from a page that's just bag after bag after bag lined up. I don't, I don't personally find that super interesting. Um, but at the same time, you do need to show people what they're going to get when they purchase coffee. Like there shouldn't be a surprise about what the packaging looks like. And so, you know, sometimes we'll create a page where there's a a big featured image that shows the packaging and then we can use kind of some different interesting ways to show the various coffees. Um, Other times we are showing the packaging. It really depends. This episode is brought to you by Foo Events. If you sell any kind of ticketing online and you're using WooCommerce, you may have discovered that it doesn't have a very intuitive approach to seamless ticket sales. I know, I've been there myself. Foo Events brings more power to your ticketing process. It's really easy to set up and you never have to worry about third-party fees again. Not only can you sell tickets, but managing them is really slick. And best of all, they have a growing number of extensions to fit any need you may have. There are no worries to the amount of tickets you can send. And for the convenience of your attendees, and to help you keep track of the event even better, it has a free mobile check-in. Managing your attendees and events goes smoother with custom event reports and ticket inventory. And you can export your attendees for additional communication that you may need to send to them. Or heck, you could even build your list. And your attendees can be rest assured that the data remains safe and private. Whether it's concerts, school functions, fundraisers, conferences, or any number of events that you sell tickets to, Foo Events has you covered. And they have a really sweet offer for you, our listener. Simply go to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo and get the Foo Events for WooCommerce plugin. This is a premium plugin for an entire year. Free. No strings attached. This offer is limited, so head on over to fooevents.com forward slash do the woo. And now back to our podcast. 
So I'm curious, you have this focus on coffee and lifestyle brands. You also like create content within this. You have the unpacking coffee show. What, which came first? Like, did your, did your interest in coffee sort of lead you into serving in this space or vice versa? I'm curious about that. Yeah. So, um, my, my background is in anthropology and so I'm really interested in culture and stories and patterns Mm. and things like that. And so, I probably could have gone into an, a number of different areas. Um, and then my partner, who's also my husband, um, came out of coffee. So he, uh, in Minneapolis, he owned a coffee shop. And then when he moved to Portland, he was the first employee at Stumptown Coffee Roasters, which is mm. a Portland-based um, coffee roaster that's you know gotten pretty, pretty big. Um, And so when he was there, he did a lot of the, as a barista, he did a lot of the initial branding and Mm. um, things like that. And then when he wanted to go out on his own as a, as a designer, Sumtown was incredibly generous and uh, was our first client and really supported us and stuck with us for quite a long time. And so that was, that was a really amazing experience. Um, and then at some point, you know, years later, um, we started working with people that we knew. A lot of people that we knew from those early days at Stumptown had gone on to create their own roasteries. Um, and so, yeah, in a lot of ways, it was the, the community around us. We started working mostly with artists, bands, and Stumptown. Because mm-hmm. that's like who we knew. Yeah. Um, but we were just realizing that... Um, April 1st is our, I think, 16-year anniversary. Wow. So Congratulations. It's been, it's been a while. Um, yeah. And so, you know, as the years have gone by, we've really gotten to know the coffee industry better and better. Uh, we work with importers and roasters and people that make the espresso machines. And so, you know, coffee is just a really interesting space where there are a lot of different people doing many different things. And so, you know, working in coffee doesn't necessarily mean we're always selling roasted yeah. pounds of coffee beans. Although that's wonderful when we are, there's just so much going on in there that it's really interesting. Um, but the show, you were talking about unpacking coffee. At some point, we wanted to move from creating websites alone to packaging mm. and learning about that. And so we started ordering coffee just from all over. And we were really documenting what is it like, you know, we would write down, like, what do we think about this coffee roaster? What are our assumptions about the brand and who they are? Oh, awesome. And then we would order and look at that experience online, open up the coffee. And we were having these meetings where we would kind of do this every week. And at some point, we're like, this is really interesting. And we're learning so much. Why don't we share this information? And so we started the podcast. Uh, It's a video podcast. And so you can see, you know, at first, we were basically doing an unboxing show, I think. Um, But as the years have gone on, we started interviewing roasters and bringing them in. And that's gotten uh, really interesting. So every episode is different now. I don't drink coffee at all yet. I find that really interesting. Like I could see myself enjoying just watching that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. And I've been drinking, I think I've been drinking coffee since I was about probably 
15 years old, maybe, maybe younger. <laughs> Make it so up. It's, yeah. it's, I won't tell you how long that's been, but it's been a long time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a memory of um, sipping on my grandma's coffee when she, when I was young, like going over to her house. And oh, I mean, awesome. she would pour milk and sugar and she would dip toast with cheese on it into her coffee. And yeah. I would, <laughs> it was terrible. It was so bad, but I loved it. And it's still like thinking about that still makes me think about her. And you know, I think that's one of the things I love about coffee is that, you know, people have memories, a yeah. lot of memories, and a lot of them have to do with their family. Like a lot of times you have your first coffee at home with your parents or your grandparents. And there's something really nice about that. Have any of the episodes of Unpacking Coffee turned into a client where like you did that coverage and they're like, hey, those are good thoughts. We want to work with you. Yes. Nice. <laughs> it's, it to me seems yeah. like like this. Some, it's, it's so easy to be in situations where, where, well, I don't know, like it's easy to get caught up as a business owner and just not think about that holistic experience for a moment and to mm-hmm. have someone all right, these are our assumptions. This is what we're thinking based on this. And then this is the reality. And sometimes I'm sure that can be a great win. Other times, wow, there's a lot of opportunity here to really improve that experience. Mm-hmm. And for you to point that out, that's, I, I love that. It's such a great idea. Well, and Ray and I have, I guess, slightly quirky personalities. And I, and I think it's good for people to know that when they're going to work with us, mm. to know our sense of humor. And I think if you watch the show, you immediately get a sense of who we are and what we're nice. going to be like to work with. And so, you know, I assume there's some people out there that watch the show and they're like, absolutely not for me. <laughs> but uh, I've also had people get a hold of us um, that have basically said, okay, I watched you two and I could work with you. Like, I actually uh, think that would be fun. And it does make me realize that, you know, it, it can be intimidating picking someone to make a website for you, especially if you don't have a lot, you're not coming in with a lot of knowledge about how websites work or, you know, it it all feels very technical and absolutely terrifying, I think for a lot of people. And so if you can make a connection and realize like, okay, these are the people that are going to take me through this experience and, and I generally like their personalities and they seem like good people, then I think that can start that process with a a little bit more of a breath. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that, that people are just can get very nervous about working with developers and designers. They, they want to be an active part of it, but they, they want to feel comfortable. And um, these things can be quite a bit of a time and financial investment. And so you want to, you know, intimidating like is a good way hands. to put it. Yeah, it, it's like, yeah. especially if you don't understand it, it can be very daunting. Yeah. And there are plenty of horror stories out there of things that have gone wrong. And so it could be overwhelming for someone who's like, who am I going to work with for something that's so important to the business? Yeah. People recognize that. Mm-hmm. Well, that says something for the power of podcasting, too. That's cool. <laughs> All right. <laughs> One of the things I want to do, well, I'd like to segue kind of into, you know, the current circumstances and, and what's going on there. But mm-hmm. are your clients primarily already brick and mortar and wanting to go online? Or do you have clients that are at the level where they're just, we want to start online? Or is it a nice mix between the two? Uh, right now, most people that we're working with are already online. So we're either 
helping them move to a bigger mix of online, you know, like let's say they were 80% um, wholesale before 20% online. That's probably shifting Mm. to 80% online, 20% wholesale. That's a completely made up number by the way, but it's um, so there's some shifts happening and there and then um, some of the some of the people that we were in the middle of working on projects with, I think all of a sudden the project feels like it has more weight because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, okay, people are looking at this website. Let's get this done and out. Um, it, yeah, it's an interesting time right now. I've definitely spent the last couple of weeks helping helping people who are, trying to think about how to keep their teams. So trying to think about how technology can help that. Because a lot of coffee roasteries, especially if they have cafes, the cafes may be closing. Um, So you have all of these baristas that have this incredible coffee knowledge. And it's not as though people aren't buying coffee, but they're buying buying the coffee online. And so they're not walking into cafes anymore. This episode is brought to you by WP Security Audit Log. Now, we all know the importance of your WooCommerce store and security. And I know the last thing you want to deal with is a hack. So that's what WP Security Audit Log can do for you. It monitors the activity of both the admin and customer side of things so you know who is doing what. And it has a pretty incredible comprehensive activity log for both WordPress and WooCommerce that helps you keep on top of it. Imagine this. You can monitor and record shop managers and other team members when they make changes on products, orders, coupons, a whole lot more as far as WooCommerce. And they also make it really easy to troubleshoot if there's something going on. In fact, you'll be able to configure emails and instant SMS notifications to get alerted of critical changes. And if you want to go a step further, you can see who is logged in, and what changes are being made in real time. And if needed, you can manage, limit, block, or even terminate any user sessions. There's a number of reports you can generate from the activity logs to help you also keep on top of things. So really, in a nutshell, it has you covered to catch hackers and limit the damage to your store. So I suggest keep safe and secure and check them out. You can head on over to wpsecurityauditlog.com and heck, don't wait for that next hack. So let's head back on to the show. But I'd like to know is, and we can kind of revisit that, is previous to the current circumstances, mm-hmm. were you mostly moving people online from brick and mortar? and Or did you have to do a lot of convincing to coffee shops or were they pretty much I'm ready to make that move yeah I think they're at the pretty much ready to make the move so most of the people that we work with are finding us when they're ready to go online there isn't I'm trying to think yeah there isn't really anybody that we're convincing to have websites so we are a a fairly small studio and we have a good reputation in the coffee community. And so most of our projects are folks that are ready for websites. They come to us, they get a proposal, you know, we're often 
giving proposals along with a handful of other people, but we aren't like cold calling or trying to convince people they need to go online. Yeah. They get it. In other words. Yeah. So yeah, one, of the, one of the things I'm curious <laughs> before we get back to discussing impact, there's a lot of ways that you can go online. How much of what you guys do is focused on woo versus other platforms. And then where does that, how much of that's a factor in the decision-making of folks? Like, because there's a lot of ways you could do it. Yeah. Um, so we, when we give proposals, we, unless somebody has a strong idea of the technology they want to use, like let's say they're already using a certain website backend and they yeah. either are ready to move from it and it is not on the table. And so, you know, then we know that, but typically we are going through a process of looking at the requirements mm. and putting together some ideas of what, we think would work best. So we're not necessarily trying to fit everything into the WooCommerce yeah. box. That said, most of the time when we go through what we're looking at, WooCommerce tends to be what we recommend. Um, and some of that has to do with the fact that we're often working with roasters who are moving from their first or second website mm. onto a new website because they're in growth mode. And so there are often some pretty complex integrations that we need to do. And a lot of times when we're looking at those, um, WooCommerce tends to be the, the right answer for those integrations. Um, and so I would say like a good 75% of the sites that we're working on are in WordPress and WooCommerce. I don't know if you actually want me to talk about other platforms. <laughs> yeah, totally. No, no, I'd be interested in hearing. <laughs> That's part of yeah, why I, asked. I mean, yeah, yeah, and I would say the other the other percentage ends up being like Shopify or something even simpler like Squarespace because yeah. somebody just needs a really simple, quick. Um, they're not heavily, you know, that like a Squarespace would be someone that was probably. Um, like we, we work with a, a small cafe and shop and they wanted to start a larder basket, which mm. was like one product, a handful of people each month are going to order. And besides that, their website is like super, super simple. So yeah. that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. So a lot of kind of brochure sites in a way, but with a little added e-commerce. Yeah. And that's pretty rare for us. I mean, those are those are folks that we've known for a long time. Usually we're, we're working on a little bit bigger projects and WooCommerce ends up being I think, the, the right answer most of the time. Cool. Yeah. So before we, you were starting to talk about some of the impact to the folks you've been working with over the past few weeks, some of them have been escalating to move online quicker. And mm -hmm. I, I was curious, you were beginning to talk about the impact to how they work with their teams. And has there been mm -hmm. opportunity for you to help with that like transition to what it looks like to work virtually? Yeah. I mean, one of the things that we've been really looking at is uh, the idea of tipping. Mm. So when you walk into a cafe, you tip right away, you know, yeah. the tip jar is like right there. Um, and so as cafes are closing down for the near future, we've been really impressing on people the the idea that this could be a longer term mm -hmm. issue. I think a lot of times we want to think like this is going to be two weeks or four weeks, yeah. but 
starting to think about like if your if your cafe is closed for months, which you know is a possibility. We don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, what's that going to look like for your team members, and how can we get some of the things like tipping to be part of the process? And so those tips are getting to baristas who, you know, aren't in the same position they were when they were working and yeah. being tipped. And so we've been helping folks put up like virtual tip jars. Um, you see a lot of these going up right now, but a lot of them are in things like GoFundMe. Mm. And so they're sort of like, which is wonderful. Like any way that you can get money to baristas, like absolutely do it. So I'm not saying not to put things up there, but long-term you know, those kinds of GoFundMe things, those are very short term, like a one off, I'm going to give money once and I feel good about it. Yeah. So we're really encouraging people to start thinking about how you can have that be a part of every transaction as so many people are moving their purchasing online. Yeah. And so, you know, adding, adding that kind of functionality to websites. Um, and that's really easy with WooCommerce. And so we put up a tutorial um, because so many of our coffee clients were writing and asking about how to put up virtual tip jars. And we were thinking, uh, we didn't really have the time or resource to uh, volunteer to do all of that. But one of the things we could do is put it up and send it to them and just say like, this is how you can do this. Mm. So we did sort of a step-by-step screenshots. Um, and some of our clients have been, you know, starting to enact that. And I think that's been really helpful. That's awesome. We'll include a link in the uh, the show notes afterwards for anyone who's curious about that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, it sounds like you're probably in the situation where, and this has got to add a little bit, I mean, to the stress of, of your end of things, as far as a little bit, I don't want to say panic mode, but people saying, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to Mm -hmm. build this online? And now you are, you're kind of playing the slash web developer, um, counselor, um, mellow out person, you know, (laughs) because everybody, and, and you can of course only do so much, you know, at once. So I'm, I'm kind of guessing you have a, a, a little bit of anxiety coming towards you with some of these people that, you know, they're, they're kind of at a point where, you know, please help us figure this out. Yeah. And you know, the, the people we work with, they care a lot about their employees. And so that's really what they're thinking about most, you know, they'll be able to roast and ship coffee. They'll be able to sell coffee, but what they're really thinking about is, is these teams that they've, yeah that you know they think of as as family and how can they make sure that these people are taken care of and still have jobs to come back with to or jobs and so we've been trying to think big picture about how folks can use technology to retain some of these these people um and yeah i mean there's i think people are definitely open to any ideas that we can give them but i don't see any of our clients thinking that we would have all the answers. Yeah. No, I, I definitely don't think we're being put in the position of saving everything, but if we can give good advice, this is a good time to do it. And, you know, I, I would say if, if we can give good advice and we can write something and get it out to as many people as possible, then we're trying to do things like that. Um, 
as much as way to think about it. There's a lot of things that's easy to take for granted in terms of just common knowledge about how technology works or, or what's available. So much of how things get done in WordPress are just like that. Like, you know, something, I know something and you go to a meetup or someone asks a question like, Oh yeah, this is what you have to use. This is how you do that. Like, Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we're pretty busy right now and I'm, extremely grateful for that. Uh, I don't, I don't take that for granted in any way. Um, And, you know, what we want to be busy with is helping people build these sites and be successful online. And so if we can, if we can help with kind of the the smaller pieces of information that would really help someone with something quickly, and we can get that out there or get people to the right resource, then we're really trying to spend some time each day doing that while still, um, you know, keeping up on our obligations and projects and um, kids home from school and all of the other things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is, this has been excellent. Uh, I, I love being able to blend in also the current circumstances and you're a perfect example because of the client base you have, especially around the coffee space and then also just hearing about your own WooCommerce uh, background. And I know that's where, I think that's where we first met was a WooConf, I believe. I think so, yeah. Yep, when, the, when the first time. So so I think what we'll do is just have a quick little, uh, uh, it's a little bit of news. Uh, Candace already shared, they do have that guide for creating virtual tip jars. So I'm going to make sure and get that mm-hmm. in the show notes and also in the transcript. Um, Jonathan, you have a couple things you want to share going over. Um, I would normally share these, but why not hear from the source? Jonathan, oh boy. what's going on at Woo here? <laughs> There's a lot of things. So I think you've already well covered the 4.0 launch and something we've been really excited about and getting a lot of good feedback on that. Um, uh, one of the things that we're starting to do more of is to, to try and give a uh, an earlier look at the types of things that we're working on. So we just posted uh, today, actually, a preview of the a marketing hub that we're working on to add a section within the dashboard that centralizes all the different marketing bits and pieces. And um, what we're trying to, we think it's a good idea. We think there's a lot of potential there to bring more value to and give people more visibility into what's happening. And we'd just like to get it out there and get some feedback on it. So we'll include a link in the notes. So excited about that. Um, the other thing that I wanted to add in, so on the community side of things where, where I spend my time and energy, I'm going to be putting out a call for volunteers to help with some of our global communities. Uh, right now we have meetups in Woo all around the world that are not meeting. And it's there's still these, these really important communities in these different geographies. So we're trying to find ways to help them connect and, and already seeing a lot of amazing things like figuring out how to connect their local communities virtually. We're seeing a lot of growth in our global communities. I'm excited about that. It's really important to me though, to make sure that these local communities are able to serve each other and stay connected to the midst of this. So putting a lot of effort into that and it takes, it takes a big team and it takes people who've, there's so many amazing volunteers in the community already and, trying to do some work now to provide more support for them and bring them together. So excellent. A lot happening. Yep. Yep. Always, always stuff happening. So we'll get those links in the show notes. Well, that's it. Uh, Before we head out, I let's see, first, let me go ahead and thank our sponsors real quick again. uh, Fooevents.com ticketing uh, plugin. Perfect for your WooCommerce site. WP security audit, audit log. 
Uh, I'll say that again, wpsecurityauditlog.com. Great way to kind of, yeah, it's, it's as you probably heard earlier in the show, it's a great way to add some extra security and kind of avoid that um, your site and your store being hacked. So check that out. And of course, woocommerce.com, where all sorts of things are happening, including organizers, um, organizing events and meetups and all the stuff that Jonathan shared. Uh, great stuff to check out over there. Always a, a woo full of information over on woocommerce.com. Candace, Excellent. I, I love having you on. It's been a long time since we chatted. Uh, where can people connect with you on the web? So I am on, we're on Twitter and Instagram and checking out our portfolio on needmoredesigns.com. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, it's a pleasure having you on the show and, you know, we'll have to have you back again. Good to catch up. Yeah. Thanks, Candice. Bye for now. Yeah. Bye.